Amen. Praise the Lord. Again, I want to welcome you all this morning. And today I want to talk about loving one another. This is a theme that has been just kind of through this church for years now. I want to say almost since the first since I came here seven years ago, this has been kind of the theme that God has been putting on our hearts that we need to love one another. And, and we, we're going to love one another, but we can do that by encouraging one another as well. We really need to be encouraging one another. We all need encouragement. Each and every one of us need encouragement. We need it. There's so much pressure on everybody right now. If you watch the news, if you look at the current situations that are going on, there's so much pressure on everybody right now. So much pressure. And by, what I mean by that is, is we're being told that we need to listen. We need to listen to the pain that people are, are, are feeling. And I agree with that. We need to listen. But at the same time, we're being told that if we don't speak up, if we don't speak up, we are part of the problem. So we're told to just not speak up and listen. And then we are told to, to if you don't speak up, you're part of the problem. So what is, where does that leave everybody? It leaves confusion. It really does leave confusion. You know, many people don't know what to do or how to act or how to be. And I'll just tell you something right now. Just be yourself. Be yourself. Be who you are and who God has created you to be. And if we can take a step back right now and look past all the, the political stuff, the, the, the movements that are out there, the agendas that are out there, if we can just look past that and see each and every one of us as the beautiful human beings that God has created us to be, and if we can show that love and understand that God has created us in His image, all of us together in His image, if we could see that, then we can understand that our duty to one another is to love one another. And God has, that's our duty to love one another. Romans chapter 12, verse 10 says, Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Be devoted to one another in love. And in that love is through Christ Jesus. You know, I'm sorry if you're hearing about love here all the time, but this is a church that we're going to be preaching God's love and who God is, because God is love. And we need to be like Jesus. We need to love. We need to love. And, I, I, you know, we need encouragement, too. We need to encourage one another. So as we love one another and we love our, our peers and our neighbors and our friends and our, and our colleagues, we need to show encouragement. We need to be that for people. I read this story of an old preacher that was leaving a church. And at his farewell dinner, he tried to encourage one of his founding members that was a little bit sad. And he said, don't be sad. He said, the next preacher is probably going to be better than me. And then she replies, that's what they said before you came, and it just keeps getting worse and worse. <laughs> now, that's not very encouraging, is it? <laughs> but we need encouragement. We absolutely need encouragement. We do. We do. We need to encourage one another. It is a privilege that we are alive right now. It is a privilege that we can breathe. It is a privilege that our heart is beating. And yes, it is challenging. And yes, we need to encourage one another. Because our world, our world, where's it going? You know, it, our world is spiraling. But our God is in control. Understand that God is in control. And I want to be clear about something. I want to be very, very clear about something. That God is all about uniting His people. God is all about uniting through His people through love, through a love that is manifested in the person of Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ that became man and came down to this earth to take all sin upon Himself so that you and me can be saved, so that each and every person can be saved and be freed from sin and have everlasting life. That is God's intention. Let's be very clear about that. In our nation, in our world right now, is captivated by a spirit that is not of God. Amen. And I'll say that again. Our world right now, not just our country, our world is being, being captivated by a spirit that is not of God. Satan has sunk his teeth into people, and, 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 and they are buying his deception. It's what he does. He's the father of lies. He's good at what he does. And what, hap what, what is happening around us 
Everything that you see happening around us on the news is not about uniting the people. It's, it's for division. And that is not of God. So let's be clear about that. That is not of God. But the Bible tells us, and we know this, we should know this, that our struggle is not against people. It's about the forces behind that. Let me read from Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12 and 13. It says, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after all that you have, after you have done everything, to stand. So one of the ways we fight evil is by loving one another. And let me tell you, that day of evil seems like it's here. It's here. And we need to stand on the rock, which is Jesus Christ. We need to stand and be people that can lift each other up. We need to be a people that can encourage one another. We need to, we need to lift each other up. I read this story uh, of a man uh, that was, well, let me just read the story. And it was June 18th of 1956. There was a freak accident that happened in the lake in New York. There was a speed motorboat that kind of took a wave and uh, a 50-year-old man and a girl got, got thrown out of it. The little girl couldn't swim. And this man just, you know, he, he kept her above the water with all his strength and she was able to be saved, but he was not. He was able to drown. This man was Dawson Trotman, and he was the founder of Navigators, which was an international discipleship. And he's done many things for, for, the, for the people of God. And, and, and Time Magazine said this. It said, he lived to save others. His death was just the way he would have planned it. In his obituary, somebody wrote that he had died just the way he lived, always lifting someone up. What a legacy it is. See, what, what an encouragement that is. Even though he lost his life, he did so helping others. He did so lifting others up. What, what, what a legacy it would be that we could be known as people that are always there to lift people up. Someone who's always encouraging one another, like this man. Can we be like that? And I believe that we can. If we trust in God, if we follow the word of God, if we love one another, if we truly seek what God is asking of us. You know, we, one good word of encouragement can help so much. One good word of encouragement could build up. You know, there's been, there's been studies done to children. They've, they've had children and they've put little wires on them and so they can test them and, and they've given them words of encouragement. And, and, and they see that the, the, the children, when they're being encouraged, they even have more physical energy. And, and you see how they, how they react. But when they, they also have done this, giving them words of discouragement, and we see how, how it's the opposite of that. They, they, they get discouraged, their physical energy drops. And, and realistically, if you've had children, you don't need to see a study like this to understand this. You know, I see that I have a couple of three kids, four kids, one's grown, and, and, and I see this, and when you give words of encouragement, you see that they just perk up. Little Noah and little Jesse, a lot of you know him and them, and when, when I tell them, you know, they, they, like to, they like me to tell them that they're strong, you know, so they walk around saying, we're strong, and they start flexing, and I tell them, yeah, you're strong, and I encourage them, and then they get all excited, and they, and, and, and they disappear, and then they come carrying little chairs, and look, Dad, I can carry this chair, and, and one has one of their bigger toys, look, I can carry this, so, so you see that there's a excitement, and just by encouragement, just by encouragement. And on, on the opposite that side of that, when they have something that is sad happen, or if I tell them something that they're not doing right, they get discouraged and everything just, they just kind of drop. They actually drop all the way to the ground sometimes. <laughs> but if we did this with adults, it's the same thing. We all need encouragement. We all need encouragement. You know, if we, if we can kind of fall down and cry every time something didn't go our way, we would do it, <laughs> but you know, we're adults, but it still hurts. Still, words discourage and bring pain, and words of encouragement can build us up, and that's what we need to do. We need to build one another up. We need to encourage one another up, and we can do that with the message that God has given us. 
through the word of God. The word of God is all about encouragement. The word of God is about love. The word of God is about seeing how great God is. And we need it so much right now. We've always needed the word of God. You know, we, we can say that every week that we need the word of God so much. But it seems like every week the world just gets worse and the church, the church has to evolve and not just be church goers, but church doers. We have to be the people of God. We have to do something. And that do something is not protest. It's not, it's, 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 it's live how God has wanted us to live. To be God's people, to show God's love. That's what God wants us to do. In the book of Acts, in the beginning, you see the beginning of the church. In the beginning of the church, it starts and everybody's all in one accord. And we see that the apostles are, are preaching and teaching and people are coming to God. And, and, there's, and you see the generosity of some people and, and people are excited. They're on fire for God. And there was one man who, well, they all started to sell their property and, and become united that way. And the Bible introduces a, a, a man in the book of Acts chapter 4, verse 36. And the word of God says, Joseph, a Levite from Cyprus, whom the apostles called Barnabas, which means son of encouragement, sold the field he owned and, bought, and brought the money and put it at the apostles' feet. Now this man was named Joseph and and uh, this was the last time that we see him being called by that name, is his proper name. But uh, his nickname was Barnabas. And in the Bible, the nicknames have, mean a lot. That, that doesn't really happen too much in, in our society. But in that time, the names meant a lot. And his name meant, in, in Jesus' day, it meant son of encouragement or encourager. Barnas, Barnabas was somebody that encouraged. And he was so well known that he became that that his nickname was. He became an encourager. He became, and he, he encouraged. You know, when I, when I read this, I thought of, some of you who are out there might not know everybody in our church, but when I read this, I, I thought of Lisa. Right there, Lisa. Because you're always encouraging. No matter what happens, you're always giving an encouraging word. And, and, that's a, and that's a blessing. You're a blessing to our church. You're a blessing to me and to, to the people of God. We need to encourage. We need to encourage. We need to encourage. Acts 11, if you turn with me to Acts 11, we'll see that everywhere he went, everywhere that Barnabas went, he was encouraging people. He was encouraging everywhere he went. Acts 11, verse 22 and 24, says, News of this reached the ears of the church, and they sent Barnabas to Antioch. When he arrived, he saw the evidence of the grace of God, and he was glad and encouraged them all to remain true to the Lord with all their hearts. He was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and faith, and a great number of people were brought to the Lord. You see, he was a man that encouraged, he was a, a man that, that stood for the Lord, but what, what does the Bible tell us that he was? He was a man that was filled with the Holy Spirit, filled with the faith of God, with the Holy Spirit, and because of that, people were coming to the Lord. People were just coming to the Lord because people were following God and trusting in God. And Barnabas was being that example. And, and he was an encourager. Everywhere that he went, he was encouraging. Even when things didn't go right, he was encouraging. Look at Acts 15, verses 36 through 40. And this is when, when there was a, 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 a discord between Paul and John Mark. And we'll see what Barnabas did. It says, sometime later, Paul said to Barnabas, let us go back and visit the brothers in all the towns where we preach the word, of, uh, the word of the Lord and see how they are doing. Now Barnabas wanted to take John, also called Mark, with them. But Paul did not think it was wise to take him because he had deserted them in Pamphylia and had not continued with them in the work. They had such a sharp disagreement that they parted company. Now Barnabas took Mark and sailed for Cyprus. But Paul chose Silas and left, and commended by the brothers to the grace of the Lord. Now Paul didn't want John Mark. He didn't want him because he saw him as a quitter. Paul saw him as a quitter. He had deserted them in the work, and he saw him as a quitter, and, and he saw him as somebody that maybe not going to follow through his commitments. But Barnabas saw him as different. Barnabas saw him as a young man who just needed encouragement. He saw that, and so he decided to, to go with him, and obviously this worked out because this young man that we call John Mark is the writer of the Gospel of Mark. 
And this happened around 50 to 52 AD, and the Gospel of Mark was written somewhere about 64 AD, according to most biblical scholars. And so in that 12 to 14 year span, something happened in the life of this young man. And I, and I have to believe that Barnabas was a part of that, that encouragement that he gave him in his earlier days. That he could have just said, you know what, I'm, not, I'm no good, I'm just a quitter, I'm, I'm just out of here. But, but he was encouraged. And we don't know how exactly how he encouraged him, but we know that Barnabas was an encouragement. And he encouraged him, and, and he ended up writing a book of the New Testament. So we all need encouragement. I want to encourage you this morning to be like a Barnabas, to encourage one another. The Greek word of encouragement is parakaleo, and that means to be at one side, to comfort, to console, to strengthen. That is, that is what the word means, and we're encouraged one another. We need to stand by one another. That means that we live life with one another. We share with one another. We're part of each other's lives. And so that's what the church has to be. We have to support and strengthen one another. We really do. We have to support and strengthen one another. And the first thing we need to do, the first thing we need to understand that when we encourage is that encouragement needs to be spoken. Words of encouragement need to be shared. So if you just think about encouraging someone and never say anything, how does that person become encouraged by you? We have to speak encouragement into people. Speak the Word of God into people. We need, we need to do that because it is the Word of God that builds us up. It is words of encouragement that lifts us up. And believe me, a lot of people are down right now. A lot of people are depressed. A lot of people are sad. A lot of people are, don't know what to do. They, they, you know, I just spoke with someone that, that doesn't leave their house because they're you know, because of the COVID-19 and they haven't left their house in all this time. You know, I, I have left my house during this and went places, but there are some people that in all these months have not left their home. And they're scared. And then they watch the news. And then what do they see in the news? Nothing but chaos. There is despair. There is depression and we need to encourage our people. We need to encourage the people of God. We need to encourage our neighbors. We need to encourage our co-workers. We need to speak life into them. Speak the words of God into them. Because that is what will lift us up. The very words of God. The very words of God. It's so easy to discourage, but sometimes it's hard for us to encourage. And the Bible warns us about using our tongue in that kind of manner. We need to be able to understand that it is extremely important that we are encouragers. When somebody has something that maybe, you, maybe you've wanted something for the longest time and then you, somebody comes up to you and, and they, they just bought that same thing. and Don't be discouragement to them. Be excited for them. Lift them up. Say, tell them how great it is. Even if you don't think it's great, tell them how great it is. But the thing is, encourage one another. Lift each other up. And the more we speak like this, the more we, we act out in kind words and encouragement, the more we become encouraged. The more we become people that are positive and, and, and not be so negative. We need to think According to the scriptures, and God has nothing but love for his people and nothing but positive things to say to those who have chosen to follow him. And even those who have chosen not to follow him, God loves them too. God loves them too. If not, we would not be here today. Because not all of us were born perfect. None of us are perfect yet. We all have sin. We all have problems. But Jesus Christ is our Savior and forgives us. And it's through the power of the Holy Spirit that we are here today. So I encourage you to be encouraged and also to encourage one another. Speak encouragement. Fill your mouths with encouragement. Some, you know, we have a phenomenon that's, that's happening nowadays that didn't happen in the days of Jesus, and that's social media. We have avenues of social media. We have Twitter, we have Facebook, we have you know, um, Instagram, YouTube, and, and there's others out there. And, and this is something that we should use to, to build people up. 
I don't know if you've ever followed a thread that somebody writes and, and you look at all the comments. I have never looked at, a, at all the comments and just seen positive things. It's always negative and negative and negative, maybe a positive in there, and then they're all negative and negative. And those words actually sting and hurt people. When we write things on there, understand that we need to write with our heart and write things according to the Word of God. We need to be kind. We need to be loving. We need to show who we are in Christ. Even putting aside what we think is right and wrong and, and just being loving towards people and showing them who God is. We need to encourage also with our actions. Not just with words, but with actions. We have to do something. We have to be encouragers, and we also have to be active in our encouragement. I want to look at another example of Barnabas as he was encouraged. Well, he was being an encouragement, but he was also doing it using his actions. So read with me in chapter 9 of the book of Acts, verse 26 and 27. It says, when Saul arrived in Jerusalem, he tried to meet with the believers. But they were all afraid of him. They did not believe he had truly become a believer. And when Barnabas brought him to the apostles, he told, he told them how Saul had seen the Lord on the way to Damascus and how the Lord had spoken to Saul. He also told them that Saul had preached boldly in the name of Jesus in Damascus. Now Paul here was still going by the name of Saul and, and he had been saved on that road to Damascus. But the people of God, the Christian people were afraid of him because he was persecuting Christians. Shortly before that, he was going after all the Christians. He was, he was attacking them. He was imprisoning them. He, were, they, he was doing horrible things to the people of God. And, and they didn't want him around just in case this was a trick. But what did Barnabas do? Barnabas took him over there. Barnabas physically took him to the disciples and then explained to the disciples, no, this is a good man. He actually put his words into action and encouraged them. And because of that, they, they, they accepted him. And we know what happened next. And we know that he wrote almost all of the New Testament. Barnabas was an encourager. What might have happened if he didn't take him over there? The Christians might have not, never accepted him because they were afraid. But Barnabas took him over there and he solved that. So we need to be like that. We need to be like that and look past what maybe everybody's seeing and try to see what God sees. And, God, and, and we need to encourage one another. This is a time where we need encouragement. This is the time, people of God, that our actions need to match what we say. We talk all the time about love. We talk all the time about how God can do things. But our actions, are our actions also doing that? I mean, are we? Are we praying for people out there that we don't know? Are we sharing the word of God? Are we being kind? Are we smiling at people? Are we smiling at people who don't believe in the things that we believe in? Are we smiling at people and showing God's love to people who are cursing at us because we're Christians? We have to show God's love. Remember, our battle is not against people. Let's be clear. Let's be precise. We, our battle is against flesh. It's not against flesh and blood, but against the power and the dark forces of our enemy. So we have to see through that and pray for people. Because I guarantee you there's going to be stories of people that were doing evil things that have now come to Christ. We're going to see stories like that. We're going to hear things like that. We're going to hear things about, you know what, I was in Seattle in that tyranny group and being an anarchist, and you know what happened? I saw Jesus and I got out of there and now I'm serving God. We're going to hear things like that. Right. We're going to see the power of God move. But remember that God moves through His people. God moves through the church. And we are the church. If you're listening on Facebook or our social medias, we are the church. You are the church. We have to do something. We have to be active. And one of the best ways that we can be active, one of the most important things that we can do, is one of the things that people see as the least things that we can do. Prayer. 
One of the most important things we could do is we could be moved to action and moved to prayer. That takes an action. That takes a, a physically doing something. Putting our, our, our words into, in, into to God and crying out to God for those that may not like us or may not care anything about us. But we pray that God bring healing. We pray that God break the chains. You know, there are young people, young people that are lost right now. And they're following these ideals that are corrupt. And they need to hear truth. They need to see the word of God. They need to see that in God's people. We need to be encouragers. We need to be encouragers. We really do. We really do. We really do need to allow the Holy Spirit to move in such a way that people will see the hand of God. And I believe this is the time. This is the time where we, as the people of God, can show that we are different. Show who God is. Now, I know that it's easy to be, it's easy to be negative, isn't it? The truth is, it's easy to be critical of everything. It's easy to look at this and say, this is wrong. You're wrong here. You're wrong here. You're wrong. It's easier to be like that. And it's harder to be of encouragement, even when we see though that someone, someone may be wrong, maybe we're wrong, but the thing is that we need to be encouragement. We need to be that encouragement. Because believe it or not, people get hurt by words. People get hurt by words. I want to read that scripture in um, in James if you have your Bible and you can go to James it says in James chapter 2 chapter 3 I'm sorry verse 2 through 6 it says indeed we all make mistakes for if we could control our tongues we would be perfect and could also control ourselves in every other way we can make a large horse go wherever we want by means of a small bit in his mouth, and a small rudder makes a huge ship turn wherever the pilot goes, chooses to go. And even though the winds are strong, in the, and in the same way the tongue is a small thing that makes grand speeches, but a tiny spark can set a great forest on fire, and among all the parts of the body the tongue is the flame of fire. It is a whole world of wickedness corrupting your entire body. It can set your whole life on fire, for it, is, for it is set on fire by hell itself. With our tongue, we can say positive things. We can say negative things. We can praise God. We can curse God. And that's what it's talking about here. We need to be careful of what we say because it is very dangerous to hurt people. When I look on social media and I see that people say, if you don't like me, if you say negative things about me, I just want you to unfollow me. What, what I see there is hurt. What I see there is people acting out in hurt and they just say, just unfollow me. We need to be kind. We need to show God's love. We need to be proactive in the movement of the Holy Spirit. We need to be praying. We need to lift people up, encourage people up by the word of God. You never know what you're going to say that is going to be the tipping point for somebody to open their hearts to Jesus. Think about that. You never know what somebody is going to need in order to open their hearts to Jesus. So I want us to be encouraged today and, and know that, that, I mean, this is not like, you know, a scolding type of thing. This is, we need, to be, we need to be excited and understand that we have the power through the Spirit of God to encourage people. We have the power to bring life and to bring joy in people's lives. Because God is joy. God is life. God is everything. And if we become that, if we allow God to use us in everything that we do, we will be able to show others how great and how wonderful God is. I hope you're all with me and I hope you're all following me. We need to be encouragement to one another. We absolutely need that. We absolutely need that. And I've been saying 
been saying since the first day I came here that we as a church need to stand firm on the Word of God. We need to stand firm on the mighty Word of God. You know, when people, when people get discouraged and, and, and they start going this way and that way, usually they take a time off from reading the Word of God. And when people are in the Word of God, they usually don't stray. So the thing is that we need to be firm in the Word of God. You need to take care of yourself and open the Scriptures and read the Bible. We have to do that. And I know, it, I know we struggle with that at times, but I encourage you to, to, to from now on, take a stand and begin to do that. I, I challenge you to open the Word of God. I, for me too, every day we need to be in the Word of God. Every day we need to be studying the Scripture. Every day we need to be going to God and crying out to God. How can we be like God if we're not involved in the things of God? So I encourage you to do that. So we need to stand firm on the Word of God. And we need to be bold, filled with the Holy Spirit. Filled with the Holy Spirit. Just like this man Barnabas, he was doing things and encouraging one and others because he was filled with the Holy Spirit. It was just who he was. He was a man that was filled with the Spirit of God and took the opportunities that God gave him to show God's greatness. And there's no difference between those men and women of, of days of Jesus and after to the times uh, that we are in now. That the men and women that are out there now, you guys, can be empowered by the Holy Spirit, filled with the Holy Spirit, and be bold in the name of Jesus. And, and bring encouragement. And that encouragement changes lives. It changes lives. This, this nation is divided right now. This nation is divided. It's clearly divided. But it can be unified through people who show Christ. Some people may say, no, there's no way things can get unified. Things are so far messed up that there's no way things can get unified. Maybe things are messed up in that way. But I refuse to believe that there is no hope. I refuse to believe that, that we can't make a difference. Because I know who my God is. I know what God says in the scriptures. God can break chains. God can unite people that hate each other. God can bring reconciliation. God can bring love. God can bring a stop to all the stuff that's out there that is not according to him. You know, God is victorious already. You know, I've shared already a couple times that our fight is against the enemy, which is Satan. And if you have read through the Bible, or even if you haven't read through the Bible, I'm sure you've heard that we are victorious. And we are victorious, why? Because Jesus went to the cross, died on the cross, resurrected in the name of Jesus. And because of that, holds power over death itself and power over Satan himself. Satan cannot do a... <laughs> Satan can't do a thing <laughs> because Jesus is in control and Jesus is our God and has given us authority and power to fight in his name. Remember, his name in the name of Jesus. And we do that with love. We do that with encouragement. We do that by showing God's mighty hand through the goodness of God. Justice, wrath, that belongs to God. That belongs to God himself. We have no business worrying about, we're not the judge, God is the judge. What we have to do is be the ambassadors for Christ that God calls us to be and to show him through our lives. I know this is difficult right now. I know it. But it can be done because we have Jesus. I want to read that scripture in Ephesians one more time. Ephesians 6, 12 and 13 says, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. You know, when I read this, 
and people read it, sometimes, sometimes people don't really pay attention to that and understand it. Our struggle is not against flesh and blood. Think about that. Our brothers and sisters that are out there protesting and that are out there even killing people, our struggle is not against them. It's against what's behind them. It's against the forces that are pushing that. Our, our struggle is against the spiritual forces of evil. That's where our struggle is. It's not against people. We are all created equally in the name of Jesus. In the eyes of God, we are all the same. But the forces of evil are trying to bring division to the house of God. And our struggle is not against people, but it is against the forces behind that. Now let me tell you something. Our adversary, the devil, does not want you to rise up and to start going against him. He is afraid of that. He is terrified about that. You, because you, in the name of Jesus, can destroy the kingdom of Satan. But do not let fear inhibit you. Do not let fear stop the things that God is trying to do in you. You are the people of God. We are the people of God. And God is with us, and God has already overcome. We just need to join Him in that. In all areas. So, so verse 13 says, Therefore put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. We stand our ground knowing who we are, knowing what the Bible says. When people come with ideas that are not according to the Word of God, we say, okay, but we know what the Word of God says, and this is where I stand on the Word of God, and you cannot move me. But I can move you in the name of Jesus. You can be moved because where you stand, it is not solid. But where we stand, it is the solid rock in the name of Jesus. Now can we be bold like that? Can, can we be bold like that? Can we get into trouble by speaking like that? Do we care about that? I don't know. I don't care about that. What I care about is the word of God. What I care about is that the people see the power of our mighty God. That the people see that in the name of Jesus, we can actually overcome. In the name of Jesus, we can become the people that everybody is trying for this nation to become. We can't do that without Jesus. We can't do that without the power of the Holy Spirit. Stand your ground. Stand your ground. Stand your ground. But remember that our part, our part is that we love God with all of our heart. Our part is that number one, we focus on the love of God. Number one, we focus on who God is and we focus on that love. That is our part, that we love God with all our hearts. And then listen to what God tells us to do. And if you read through the scriptures, it will be very, very clear that God says to love one another. Even put others above yourself. Who did that? Jesus did that. And he's asking us to do the same, to put others above ourselves. And don't forget about the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Every day, cry out to the Holy Spirit. Ask the Holy Spirit to fill you in such a way to give you that strength and that boldness that He gave His apostles and disciples during the days of the early church when they went out, even though they were persecuted, even though they were at risk of death, they went out and spoke the Word of God. And yes, some of them were martyred. Some of them were killed. But you know what also happened? The word of God spread and thousands and thousands and thousands came to the feet of Jesus. Yes. We are here as a result of that. It's our turn, church. It's our turn. It's our turn to be that, to be the bold church. It's our turn to go out and to preach the word of God in a world that hates the word of God. It's our turn to do that. 
But remember, the world hates us because they hate Jesus. But Jesus loves us. And Jesus comforts us. So be encouraged. I want you to be encouraged. I want you to have a fighting spirit about you. You know, I'm starting to understand why God wanted me to be a preacher for these times. So I've always had that fighting spirit. <laughs> the church needs to be, I don't know, we need to be, we need to be, we need to be fighters, warriors. There we go. Prayer warriors. What else? Yell it at me, church. Prayer warriors. We need to be the people of God. We need to be the people that show others who our mighty God is. That's who we need to be. And we can't do that without the filling of the Holy Spirit. We cannot do that. We cannot do that. So that is what I encourage for you for today. To allow God to fill you in such a way that we can be an encouragement. And, and all those things that, 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 that the chains being broken and the people being saved and miracles, that God will do that. But what we need to do is to focus on loving Him and encouraging one another. So I want to pray for you this morning. If you're here and you've never accepted the Lord, you know, if you're in this sanctuary and never accepted the Lord and want to accept God, today's an opportunity for that. If, if, you're, if you're watching us out there on our podcasts or, or on our live feeds, if you've never accepted Jesus, right now is a perfect opportunity to open your heart to Jesus. If you want to say that, that enough is enough and you want to stop following the the evil in this world and, and, and open your heart to the goodness of God, today is the day for you. And I encourage you to just comment on, on our Facebook live streams or reach out to our church and call us or go to our website. We would love to hear if you have opened your heart to Jesus today. And I know that when we speak the Word of God, we speak it with confidence, knowing that power goes out. And it's not my voice, it is the Word of God that is the power. For Jesus, for Jesus loves you so much. And no matter what you have done, no matter what you have said, no matter who you have hurt, Jesus will forgive you. If you only see that and open your heart to Him and allow God to transform you, and allow God to begin to, to work in you so that you can begin to forgive as well. And forgive those who have harmed you. Forgive those who don't believe like you do. Forgive. Forgive as Jesus has forgiven. So I pray if you've never opened your heart to Jesus, do so. Do so. Do so right now. You will never regret that. And for all of us who have already accepted Jesus, maybe we haven't been the best at encouraging. I dare you to test that out in the name of Jesus. Try to be encouraging. Show people who God is. But don't do it as empty words. Do it as people filled with the power of Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Oh, may God help His church. May God help us. May God help His people. So I pray right now for all those that are out there. Even all those that are out there doing things that are not of God, I pray that the Lord, Father, I pray that you make yourself known to those people. I pray that you make yourself real to them and to use your church. Use us, Lord, for that. And for our church, Lord, I pray that, that we can search deep within ourselves. And Father, take away the things that, that are not allowing us to be an encouragement and help us to encourage one another. And that is my prayer for you today, church, for those of you that are here right now. I pray that for you, that God helps you, that God empowers you. 
to be able to be that encouragement in the love of Jesus. I pray for those who are hearing my voice on, uh, on Facebook and social media. and I, I just pray that you can just be what God wants you to be in the name of Jesus. Allow the Holy Spirit to encourage you. Search yourselves. And let God take away the things that hinder and allow the, the Word of God to penetrate deep within your heart, deep within your soul, and allow yourself to carry out the Word of God. Let's put our faith into action. Let's speak the Word of God, but let's be active in sharing the goodness of God. Father, we need you so much. This nation needs you so much. This country, this world, all, every human being needs you, Jesus. And I pray that your spirit, Father, begin to descend upon your people in a way, Lord Jesus, that they will see there is nothing else, nothing else, nothing else. Father, I pray for a blessing upon your people. And as we finish here, Lord Jesus, as we finish with this song of praise, I encourage, I encourage the church to, to lift their voices and praise. Because when we praise God together, there's transformation in our hearts. When we lift our voices up and, our, and, and we look to the Lord and we cry out to the Lord, transformation happens in our heart. Because what we're doing is calling on God. So I pray, Lord Jesus, that you touch your people, touch your church, and allow your Holy Spirit to bring change in our lives. Use us, make us Barnabases, and allow us to be encouragers and walk alongside your people that are hurt and show that you are the one and only, the Alpha and the Omega, the one and only God. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.
praise you and we glorify you Lord Jesus and until we meet again Lord Jesus we just want to praise you and glorify you and be an encouragement to all of those around us help us Lord help your people help us in the name of Jesus we pray amen amen so I encourage you all to go out to serve Jesus and in his mighty strength and power. May God bless you all. Thank you, Jesus.